0: So many questions and responses about my conversation with Leland about the the balloons. So coming up at 535, we'll share some of your comments and some of my personal responses and details that, you know, some of it we're just hearing for the first time today. But how do you have fun? I mean, you know, I, I describe fun as is. You're just doing something so wild that you can't take the smile off your face, or you're laughing so hard you think you're going to pee your pants. And I don't feel like you can create that. I feel like it just happens. But is it happening enough? Catherine Price, the author of The Power of Fun, is joining us. Catherine, why should we make more fun in our lives?
1: (laughs) We should make more fun in our lives, first of all, because it's fun, which should be enough of a justification, but since many of us need more, You should also make room for fun because it's actually essential for our mental and our physical health.
0: I read that you were talking about becoming antisocial almost during the heart of the pandemic. That applies to a lot of adults, right? Well, yeah.
1: I mean, I I (laughs) signed the contract to write my book in April of 2020, which, you know, anyone who was alive for the past many years would know was a pretty rough time when it came to human connection. So there was a certain irony in trying to write a book about fun and realizing That a lot of fun has to do with feeling like you've got a special shared experience with another person during a time when I could not have special shared experiences with pretty much anyone other than the people I was holed up with.
0: (laughs) It's really hard to have fun by yourself. You know, I mean, laugh out loud fun, unless you're watching something on TV that just makes you, you know, burst into laughter for a moment. But apparently, 76% of adults surveyed by the American Psychological Association said stress from politics. Race relations, violence, and inflation has affected their health. They report experiencing headaches, fatigue, depression, nervousness, and exhaustion. I see that exhaustion a lot with adult women where they're just, I'm just so tired of all of it. And it probably does boil down to the fact that we're not having enough fun.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, as a fellow adult woman, I would say that that's definitely true. My husband definitely comments on the times when I need more fun, not in the condescending way, but he, I mean, he really does see the difference. Where I think the important thing to note here is that at least when I'm talking about fun, I'm not talking about like wasting your time on social media, or doing some of our kind of the throwaway uses of the term. I'm talking about moments when you really feel the sense of connection with someone else and the sense of playfulness, and you're in a moment of flow, which is when you're so engrossed in whatever you're doing in the moment that you actually lose track of time but in a really active way, not like hypnotized in front of social media. But, you know, like when you're laughing hysterically with your best friends. And I think it's absolutely essential in a time when there's so much bad news and there's so much stress for us to tap into this feeling of fun for a number of reasons. One is that it's actually an escape and a release from all that stress, which is very important to us, not just mentally, but also physically. But also I think that when you have fun with another person, you don't see them as someone who's different from you. You actually see them as another human being and that's actually a really powerful force in being able to work together with that person to actually work on some of the hard stuff. So it's really not frivolous. I think that's the biggest thing we get wrong about fun.
0: I think that's a good point. You could have diverse opinions and be on opposite sides of any issue, but fun really does transcend that. It brings us together and it's not anything you can buy and I kind of feel like it doesn't like it just happens, but you 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 well, you need to tell us how to make it happen, Catherine. That's what you need to do. <laughs> Catherine well, is the author gonna... of The Power of Fun, so she knows. So how do we make fun happen?
1: Yeah, well, I was to say, first of all, there is an element of serendipity. So you certainly don't want to be like, I'm going to have fun from
0: 4 <laughs> to 6 on Saturday, because <laughs> that is just not going
1: to work. So I completely agree there's an element of serendipity involved in this. But I do think it's possible to make it more likely for this feeling of fun to happen. And that really, I mean, it sounds so simple when you say it, but you really need to figure out The people and the settings and the activities that typically lead to fun for you personally, I think of those as fun magnets, and then make a point of carving out time for them in your schedule, which, again, sounds very simplistic, but many of us don't do that. But just as a personal example, right after this interview, I'm actually going out on a school night. I have a seven-year-old daughter, but I'm going out to meet up with some friends so that we can practice music together, because for me, that's a big fun magnet. It often leads to me having fun. So figure out what yours are and then actually prioritize it as if it's important, because fun actually is important.
0: It really is important. It it is a big part of our our well being. But you know, I had a couple friends that came down to the farm and, and over the weekend they spent Friday and Saturday night. And I'm like, wow, this is awesome, girls' weekend. We're gonna have a great time. But there was there were, like I I felt bad when they left on Sunday because I'm like, okay, we didn't have like serious fun. We didn't do anything outrageous. We didn't laugh <laughs> until we couldn't contain ourselves. So,
1: well, I mean, there's different degrees of fun. So you're not going to always have this, like, you know, go down in the rest of rest of history of your your life memories. But I think that that's a step in the right direction. I'm going to guess if you had more fun than you would have if you hadn't carved out the time to spend with, you know, spend some time with some of your favorite people.
0: Yeah. So, as the author of the Power of Fun, what did you learn about it while you were writing it? Like <laughs> I fun. learned a lot. I mean, oh, go ahead. No, just I meant fun. You know, like what did you learn about fun? Because, of course, you spent hours and days and months thinking about it. So what did you learn that you need to share with us? Because we want more fun. Yeah.
1: Well, I would say, first of all, there's not much research on it because nobody prioritizes fun. and There's not a good definition, which is why I came up the defini- with the definition of it being the state of playful, connected flow. I'd also say that I was really interested to just look into some of the – effects that it has on our bodies in terms of its effects on our cortisol levels, which is this major stress hormone. And when your cortisol levels are too high over time, it's actually really bad for you physically. And that can come either from emotional stress or from social isolation, which is really interesting to think about considering what we've all been through. So I really began to internalize that it doesn't just feel good, but it actually really is important for us. Um, So that was probably my biggest takeaway. And I think also the thing that came away with, because I collected stories from thousands of people around the world about moments in which they had the most fun And they were not throwaway moments, and basically none of them happened on screens, which was important. They were instead some of the most joyful and memorable experiences of people's lives. When we have fun, we actually feel like we are truly alive.
0: And do many of us rely on one person in the friend group to be the fun friend, to create the fun
1: I think that sometimes we do rely on the quote-unquote fun person. But one interesting thing I found in my research is when I asked people to describe a quote-unquote fun person from their own lives, people didn't describe just characteristics associated with extroverts, which is what I thought they were going to say. They said things like, so-and-so is fun because they always make everyone feel included, or they laugh really easily at other people's jokes, or they're always up for anything. And I thought that was very interesting because it gave hope me and all these other people who might be a little bit more introverted by nature that actually we can be quote fun people too you don't have to be the life of the party or the class clown to be the fun person
0: i think you sound fun catherine <laughs> i'm trying well i was
1: going to invite all your listeners <laughs> i'm actually doing a february fun intervention that starts tomorrow the tuesday the 7th and it's about how to have fun at work and why we should and it's totally free it's 12 to 1 eastern which is what 11 to 12 your time if you go to howtohavefun.com, you can sign up, and I'm really excited because I'm teaming up with uh, someone who does workshops specifically around fun at work, and we're going to, like, have a hands-on interactive experience. So if any listeners want to join us, howtohavefun.com, just, you know, check that out. There's a link to the February Fun Intervention. You oh, see if I am fun. I don't know. Uh,
0: yeah, I'm going <laughs> to tune in. I'm going to see if you're fun, Catherine. Thanks for joining us. (laughs) Thank you for having me. (laughs) The author of The Power of Fun, Catherine Price. Join her online tomorrow. The news is next with Lauren Lapkin, 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.